Welcome to Packer Pushes Heavy Networking. The shift by just about everyone in IT for the operational management of infrastructure has been intense over the last few years. Instead of arguing over, you know, finer details of CPU, disk speeds, and port density, more and more customers are buying the software that operates our networking, saying yes to automation, yes to ownership management, yes to configuration backups and automated upgrades, and an even larger yes to visibility tools. But the remote operation of networks has a renewed importance in the era of remote working. And let's face it, who wants to spend their lives on a plane or a car to see the inside of another hotel room just so that you can reboot a router or get to a console port? That romance just doesn't last for very long before you just say, like, honestly, this is really not the way. In today's sponsored show, Open Gear is diving into their delivery of out-of-band solutions and more recently delivering secure access of network resources. You just can't beat getting access to that serial port or the management LAN at two in the morning to troubleshoot why your SD-WAN appliance isn't connecting to the controller when it really should be and you don't really want to travel 500 miles just to go and find out in person. Joining me today is Jeff Blyther from OpenGear. Now, Jeff, let's get right into it by starting with a very brief overview of OpenGear and what the solutions are. Sure. So uh, OpenGear really helps network professionals with their out-of-band management solution, that secondary channel of communication that allows you into the network to remediate, to monitor, to take care of your network, you know, in this case, over a cellular network, just to, you know, ma manage the overall health and efficiency of your network. I think, you know, during our original um, talk, you know, with this podcast, you had mentioned that we were in the butt saving business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> I kind of call that panic time, but that's still the case. You know, yeah. Open Gear still does, you know, the panic time, you know, remediation kind of issues mm -hmm. to help uh, the network out. Uh, Open Gear is a leading provider of out of band management solutions. We pioneered the whole out of band over cellular. We were the first to put, you know, radios inside of our boxes for out-of-band access. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've also elevated, you know, our whole solution into what we now call the network resilience platform. So wow. that's just evolving with the rest of the, you know, industry in, in general to provide more solutions, you know, more like for the everyday as well as, um, you know, that worst day that we talked about earlier. I call that an oh no second. That's that moment when you're going, oh no. And an oh no second lasts as long as it is until you realize you've either got an out-of-band management solution or you haven't. If you, and if you've got an out-of-band solution, you know, oh, no, I've got a backdoor. I can go in. And so what you're saying is that OpenGear uses 3G, 4G, 5G cellular networks to provide a, a backdoor into a box, which is fundamentally a computer, so that you can connect to remote networking gear on a serial port or an Ethernet port in some form so that you've got that out of band connection to dig yourself out of an owner moment. Correct. Correct. Okay. And that's very appealing to this, to this world in general anyway. Hmm. Um, in fact, we are in about 80% of the fortune 100 companies. So we get really good feedback and we know we're laser focused on out of band and we know we're providing the right solutions because we have such a large footprint out there in the market. Right. So our customers, um, you know, generally save, you know, quite a bit of money, you know, from traveling, um, from waking up in the middle of the night, getting in the car and driving into the office, you know, all that. So they also save a little money uh, in this whole endeavor here. I like to think of it as engineers save money by not having to, you know, burn up the miles on their cars to go and reboot something or they get to stay at home and annoy the family and the wife by being there. 
<laughs> that's where we are today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so let's let's focus on that user experience because I think a lot of people don't actually understand that idea of an out of band network, which is like normally your my a lot of people manage devices in band. Your WAN links have to be up. Your connection to the data center has to be up, and maybe you're connecting through the data center to get to the network devices in the data center, and you really want to have a back door because if you know, the classic story is spanning tree takes down your whole network core in the data center. There's no way in. You can't SSH to the boxes from your VPN. You need a back door. So let's focus on some use cases or some stories like that about what are people using it for, say, for example, in telcos. Sure. So in, in the telco world, uh, we notice that there's a lot of substations and a lot of them are remote. And these are the little boxes. You've seen them, you know, off the side of the road or something, little gray boxes or one little door, one little man door in a small little building. Uh, and if you went in there, you'd find, you know, a couple of racks with a bunch of gear to manage, you know, remote little networks there. Mm. And there's switches, there's routers, there's firewalls in there, the whole nine. Uh, but there's no IT presence. Mm. Um, and a lot of them have zero in the way of environmental monitoring, right? They don't know if that big storm that just came over dumped a whole bunch of water in there. Um, they don't know if somebody's breaking through the security door to steal all the copper. They have no visibility. So, so uh, you're actually providing me with devices that do RS-422 or some sort of, current, you know, like IoT-like networking so I can connect to building sensors, not just serial ports and LAN ports so I can connect to router switches, firewalls, but also other devices. Correct. Yeah, we can actually connect up these, uh, you know, digital sensors that monitor water leakage or door closure or, you know, um, vibration or whatever the case may be, uh, as far as sensors go into those environments. And then uh, if that's not enough, we can even tell you that, hey, there's water on the floor. Um, we're going to connect to the PDU in that data center, that little, you know, micro data center. We're going to turn down all the servers to make sure that they don't get compromised by that water. And then we're going to send the knock a message. Hey, you know, there was a storm. There right. did get some water on the floor. We turned off all the servers. Now you might want to call a tech to come out and clean up the mess. So you actually provide the software that does all this? Or is this uh, something that I have to sort of put together, you know, with some sort of Ansible, Perl, Python containers type things on your boxes? How does that work? Well, yes and yes. You can do that if you want to. But right. we do have it already baked in. <laughs> okay. So we can save you the trouble. Right. So if I have a big enough telco, I might want to go and create a some sort of container with some polling and so that it actually goes off and say maybe automatically creates a, a, a ticket so that it gets addressed in the normal system. Or I could be using your own management tools to do that. Correct. Correct. If I've got a lot of these devices, let's say I have several hundred or seven th several thousand at this point, does this mean you've got a tool that's going to orchestrate all of those? Like Because managing that many devices is not pleasant. We do. Well, we have um, something called Lighthouse, which is our central management solution. Um, it's VMware by its very nature, although you can tuck it up into AWS or Azure as well, mm -hmm. uh, which I prefer. I think that's a true out-of-band solution, right? It's not part of your network. Um, so even in worst case scenario, you can go down to the local Starbucks and still get access to your out-of-band solution. So right. put it up there in, in the cloud, I always say. Right. And what does Lighthouse do? Is it connecting to all of the uh, open gear nodes that I've got out distributed or what is it doing? 
Yeah. So what it's doing, it's allowing each one of those open gear nodes to enroll and it's a northbound connection. So you don't have to worry about, you know, poking holes through your firewall. It'll northbound connect to Lighthouse uh, and it opens up an open VPN tunnel in between Lighthouse and every single open gear uh, appliance. So now you have a nice secure tunnel there and we wrap it up with uh, brute force protection. So that, you know, avoids denial of service attacks. So we have a nice clean VPN tunnel in between every single open gear node and lighthouse. And that now gives you access to those open gear devices as well as everything connected to the open gear devices. But the open gear would be okay. connected to a 4G, 5G internet connection. Correct. Right. Correct. And then it's well, either a... either you know in band or out of band. Right. Right. You could connect over the internal network to the so if you're in a branch that's got a direct internet, it could go that way. Or you could you know, add a SIM to it to get a 3G, 4G, 5G onto a internet APN, and then away you go. That's right. You can even add two SIMs. We have two SIM slots, okay. and they can fail over between each other. So if you're like on the border between two towers, for example, and, you know, you never know what best, better signal you're going to get, you can flip back and forth between those two SIMs. Uh, you can even put two different data plans. Some customers prefer that approach too. So two SIM slots there. Okay. Um, if you don't, if the customer does not have a good relationship with a carrier in that regard, and even if they do, sometimes it's really hard to go to them and say, hey, I kind of need a SIM for maybe like an out-of-band solution. They don't even know how to start that conversation. If that becomes a problem, Open Gear also has cellular connectivity services that we offer. So we give you data plans, we give you SIMs, we okay. give you no contracts or really difficult, you know, nonsense uh, we just give you what you need to help you through that that lumpy part. I've heard stories of different companies who approach it differently, but usually it's like, it doesn't matter how many SIMs you have, it's how many megabytes or terabytes you consume. Uh, and you can set up those plans in some cases, not in every country, not in every, not even every telco does that, but you can often go to them and get a business plan. You might think 500 SIMs, that's expensive, but you might find that if you can buy, you know, 20 terabytes of bandwidth on an unlimited number of SIMs, it might work better for you. Uh, but it sounds like you've actually solved, taken away that objection. If a customer can't do it, you can provide it for them. Correct, correct. And we can even pool all that data. So if each SIM has, you know, like you said, you know, mm -hmm. 10 megabytes or 100 megabytes or a terabyte, um, you know, that's effectively 50 terabytes of data that anyone could use if necessary. Right. So it's secure, yeah. it's, out, it's available, like not... It doesn't have to be in-band. It means if something goes down, uh, I can get into the background. And that for telcos really works, right? If you're monitoring a remote sensor, you want to know if the door's been kicked in or if the alarm's been tripped or if, as you say, a water sensor. That's kind of what you want. And then I guess also you're also managing the firmware that's on the devices or the operating systems. Correct. Correct. We can uh, monitor the firmware. We can monitor the uh, the image. We can even help you provision you know, those devices as well. It's good because I don't okay. want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the I guess the better use case in that regard is let's say you've got a remote site hmm. um, and, you know, all the equipment is in there. Your racks are installed, your devices are in, but the WAN connection isn't going to be dropped for another 10 days. No, that never happens, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can actually, <laughs> yeah. you can actually yeah. tell the uh, Open Gear to automatically, you know, uh, enroll into Lighthouse. Lighthouse will push down uh, those provisioning images, firmware files, configuration files down to the Open Gear node. Um, and then using zero touch provisioning, you power up everything. Mm. 
And uh, guess what? The open gear is also a DHCP server. So it hands out IP addresses. And then the second question always is, where's my file? Yep. So the open gear <laughs> will push down those files and provision those devices. Boom. Okay. Now, so if I'm at a brand new site, I can get my open gear there, there, even if there's not, you know, a wired connection, I can use uh, the, the cellular connection, get those devices booted up and, and an image on them from your appliance. Yeah, I said it so matter-of-factly, but you're right. It's all over cellular that we're talking about because that's your only connection at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And now also, you know, we can host applications. So we have Docker on board. So, you know, what kind of, you know, provisioning, post-provisioning applications could you run on the open gear just to make sure everything got provisioned like it's supposed to? Maybe it's something as simple as Wireshark. You know, I've had customers say, I'm going to put Wireshark on every single one. Maybe it's iPerf, maybe it's Thousand Eyes, um, you know, whatever the post-provisioning software that you might want to load to yeah. just make sure everything got provisioned is ready for you. Okay, so this is, I guess, where we're getting to that notion of you're providing more of a network resilience than just a out-of-band management because I can run additional applications like Thousand Eyes, which is doing continuous monitoring uh, of, of traffic and performance at the site. That's 100% true, and that goes back to this Worst day, worst day, every day scenario that we're trying to, you know, uh, help out with now. Because, again, we've noticed our customers are saying, hey, you know, you have that brilliant, you know, secondary channel of communication for me wide open over VPN. What else can I do with it? So that's when they start asking questions. How can you help us monitor? You know, can you load applications for us? Can you help us provision stuff? You know, we have Aristas and, and Arubas and Junipers. Can you provision those for us? So that's why we're trying to get into this, you know, not only your panic time, your worst day, but uh, how can we help you with your every day and your and your first day? And your first day. Can I ask a weird you... question about security of the outer band? You've sure. got appliances with up to 24 Ethernet ports on them, right? And yes, sir. does that mean I can actually create 24 LANs and talk to each device over Ethernet on a separate secure like one of the things is that out of band networks can be used to pivot. So if I'm in a, if I can get into a device, I can get out onto the out of band network and then pivot into another device, maybe take over a router, get into its out of band port and then jump to the firewall and then compromise the firewall. You've probably, have you got something in to handle that? Does the operations manager let me control that in some way? As far as like creating VLANs, is that VLANs? what you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. Yes, so that you can't absolutely. Get, like I can't get into the open gear, but I can't get, between the router and the firewall, for example, on the operation, correct, oh, correct. on the out-of-band network, yeah. Or maybe you're a different network than I am, right? or a different, you know, uh, use, user uh, or, or professional than I am. Maybe you do firewalls and I do routers, so only I can access, you know, the Cisco routers, but you can access all the Palo Alto firewalls, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be something as easy as departmental, you know. Um, yeah, you can set up blocking. VLANs based on role or assignment. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we can even do trunking. So we can trunk, you know, over to, you know, a Cisco router and, you know, connect up the two VLANs, you know, VLANs that are on our open gear device as well as, you know, the VLANs that match, you know, on the Cisco device. Right. Now you're getting, now you're getting a bit crazy because the more complicated you make your out-of-band network, the higher your chances are of having to get to site. Uh, not that I've ever done that. Um, <laughs> but so we talked a little bit about Ethernet. What about serial? Because serial is still in pop, still um, used a lot in networking devices, particularly. But in telco environments, serial is still used for a lot of environmental stuff and power stuff. 
Correct. Shocking, isn't it? You know, when I started this venture 25 years ago, I thought, cereal, are you kidding me? And here I am 25 years later, <laughs> still in the cereal space. Yeah. So um, it's it's amazing. Uh, so many devices still have, you know, cereal port for console of access. Now, you know, they may have switched up a little bit on you. They may have a USB interface there now. Yeah. Um, look at something like a, what, like a brocade fabric switch. You know, there's no real estate for an RJ45 serial port. So they put a little micro USB port on there and say, that's our serial port. You know, that's our console mm -hmm. interface. Yeah. It seemed like a good idea at the time because USB was more <laughs> convenient than a nine pin serial connection, you know, DB9, but still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more convenient. I mean, nobody has, you know, serial ports on their laptops anymore. So the idea was you can take your laptop in, you can just go USB to USB and connect up. So we knew if we were going to, you know, be that out-of-band solution, we'd have to have USB, you know, interfaces as well. So we offer them on all of the OM products. This really sounds like it's well-suited to colo data centers as well, like core switches. And maybe you don't do everything in a colo. Maybe you do. Is that, do, we, do you have a lot of customers doing that? We do. We have a lot of customers in Colos. Um, the The challenge there becomes um, the cellular connectivity. Some Colos will, you know, offer uh, free Wi-Fi, but you got to pay for cellular. So there's that kind of debacle that you have to worry about. Um, the nice thing about Colos is that, you know, or not the nice thing, one of the challenges is you're not there. You're not local to that Colo. Mm. Um, but if you have everything... Um, enroll or all the open gear nodes enroll up into Lighthouse and maybe Lighthouse is in AWS, which would be very convenient. Mm. Um, you know, then you have access to your entire network in that colo, you know, via Lighthouse, which is that single pane of glass, the one IP address you have to remember, mm -hmm. but it gets you to all the open gear devices as well as everything attached, whether it's serial or, or IP, as you have mentioned. So if I'm in Lighthouse, I can literally click something on a web page and it would spawn an SSH shell or a Telnet shell or something like that. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. uh, it'll do SSH, it'll do RDP, Ooh. it'll do VNC, HTTP, HTTPS. And to some extent, I think I've got them all. Lighthouse <laughs> Hopefully, not doing Telnet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Telnet, did I? Hope I didn't. <laughs> Greg did. <laughs> so I'm just checking. <laughs> I know that out in the real world, needs must when when the devil <laughs> makes the rules, right? So you can say all you like; it has to be SSH. But I know what's out there in the real world, especially That's right. in That's right. a lot of remote monitoring. Because I remember uh, talking to um, out of band management companies in the past, and they were actually doing uh, boys in the sea. And they were using the out of band management solution to collect data from a of the wave height and then trunking oh, it back. Sure. Yeah, right. Because you can do that. Because you can just build a sensor that that senses how high the waves are using the RS four eighty five current loop, and then have a little app that just sends that data back. Right. Why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. Yeah. Why so, not? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, I want to ask about the appliances. I do. You, do they come in multiple form factors? And I also want to ask. You know. Uh, this is my, you know, sort of emergency management system. Have you done anything to sort of harden or make these appliances uh, reliable? Reliable, yes. Well, uh, okay, so let's back up. Yeah, they do come in different form factors. Um, they go anywhere from four to 96 ports. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, and then uh, certain SKUs have that ability to do combo built-in switch, you know, with those Ethernet ports as well as the, the serial ports. Okay. Um, and then reliability. Yeah, we have four years of uh, of warranty by default out of the box. 
is they're very reliable to boxes. Boxes they're all made in the United States. They're all assembled right here. Um, there's no fans built into them, so it's all just uh, cross cooling. Okay. So there's no uh -huh. fan to burn up or uh -huh. cause a mess. Um, and I think that answers the reliability. Yeah, I'm also curious. I, maybe this is a weird question, but do folks ever, you know, kind of double up uh, on their out of band appliances? Um, you know, the way I might, you know, have uh, a failover device, you know, in a load balancing scenario, for instance, just to make sure I've I'm really covered if this is a sensitive site. That's sure. Yeah, that's that's not uncommon at all. We we can do load balancing and um, you know spanning tree kind of functionality, um, you know, to allow you know, that sort of uh, requirement. Okay. Do you have customers that ever do that? We do. We do. Um, load balancing is uh, pretty common. Well, not as much today as it was back in the T1 time, but uh, uh, we do see it from time yeah. to time. Okay. So uh, one of the other questions I wanted to ask about was we recently had a problem with SD-WAN where a networking vendor had some problems where the device has lost their key. Is there a use case for open gear in SD-WANs, even though they're using cloud services and so forth? There, there is. Uh, SD-WAN, even today, I get the feedback that it's still a little bit of a dynamic environment, especially when you're doing the first cutover. Hmm. Um, so with that in mind, we've had you know SD-WAN vendors actually recommend open gear um, to sit right beside their SD-WAN you know, routers hmm. uh, in the case of like a cutover, for example, if you're doing upgrades or firmware fixes, or if the customer calls and says, hey, something's a little sideways here, uh, this allows the vendor to log in, you know, to the mm -hmm. SD-WAN, you know, from the open gear, mm -hmm. even over cellular, if the thing goes sideways and solve the problem. Uh, another feature we offer is something called IP pass-through. The idea there is that SD-WAN router can flip to its other interface, network interface, which is connected to the open gear. Mm -hmm. And the open gear automatically passes through all that data out to the to the internet. So if the huh. if the you know if the branch wants to actually you know, get to the internet to do POS transactions or get to their Office 365 email or get to their Salesforce, you know, CRM, they still can. They can still transact information and take care of business while somebody is coming into that same cellular link. So it's kind of a bi-directional kind of a concept mm -hmm. to remediate the problem at that SD-WAN router. Okay, so if my SD-WAN appliance at a branch, I've, I've got two, you know, sort of broadband links out to the internet and both of those go down, you're saying I could, this SD-WAN device can fail over to the open gear, let's assume it's a cellular connection, and business can still happen through that open gear, uh, you know, 4G, 3G connection. Correct, correct, as a tertiary connection in that case. Yep. Huh, you got okay, it. while I'm also still, you know, controlling in or remoting in to, to fix the SD-WAN appliance itself. Correct. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's like a belt and suspenders approach with SD-WAN even. There you go. That's it. And that's what you want, right? You don't, SD-WAN does have a habit of being much better and much more available than a private WAN network because everything's connected to the internet. So it does make it possible to connect into your SD-WAN appliances over the internet. But what happens if the internet goes down or what happens if you know, something stops them from communicating or registering with the central controller, which is what we've seen sometimes now. And that's where an out-of-band network can help you, as you say. 
Somebody clips the fiber, you know, with a backhoe on the back of the building. I mean, it happens all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. More often than you want to think about. More often wanna, than you care to think. That's yeah. right. You know, there's nothing like a long-necked fiber eater to spoil your day. And, right. But more importantly, you need to know what it is. Is it the telco who's fluffed up? Is the fiber actually down? Is it, you know, you, you need that troubleshooting capability to be able to go to get mean time to innocence. Go back and sit in front of your boss and say, look, I can reach the devices. I can see all the devices are up but the WAN connection's down, it's the carrier's fault. That's Correct. a really important moment right there. That's a, that is a payroll enhancing uh, uh, a moment. A job-saving moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have uh, customers using open gear with firewalls? Is that a use case? It, it is. It's actually a very common one. It's a kind of an uh, ever-changing one, I think, is very fascinating. Because of the, you know, the security... Um, what heightened security requirements <laughs> out there in the world today, you know, yeah. uh, these firewalls are getting pretty complex, uh, more so than they were even five years ago. Um, two, they seem to be offering limited CLI access on those console ports. And that doesn't surprise me because there's so much to configure on those things that it, it would probably be a nightmare to try to do it over the console port. Mm. So a lot of customers are saying, hey, you know, we do have these firewalls and we do need access to them, but we really need to get to their GUIs. So that's the whole, you know, part and parcel of, you know, wanting to be able to give customers that GUI access, you know, that IP access to their devices. In that case, it's the really the, kind of the only choice at this point. Um, at least that seems to be the feedback we're getting from our customers. Firewalls uh, have to you have to go through the GUI to really you know make a difference. So you're saying through Open Gear I can get into the my firewalls GUI if I need to do something locally on that that, that appliance wherever it is that, that correct box. correct. I can oh, okay. I can come in over an IP connection to a web interface if that was needed, or you know use a tool maybe use an RDP to a session on the console device itself. Correct. Mm, Correct. Console manager Correct. device itself. Yeah, it's it's a really cool. It's it's a cat. It's a catalog kind of approach. You know, here's everything on your network. Here's all your firewalls. Here's all your gear, and then click on whatever one you want access on whatever protocol you want access on, and you're sitting at that GUI, or SSH, or you know RDP. <laughs> because really, out of band networking's changed over the years. Once upon a time, it was just serial. Then it became serial and Ethernet. And now it's really about getting to the devices in whatever format they're using. It's a web interface. It's a, you know, maybe you need an IP connection in the outer band. And you're, what I'm hearing from our discussion today is that you've pretty much developed all the possible options for out of band access, including RS-485 and, you know, various sensors and so forth as well. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's just because, you know, the the whole networking environment is an ever changing, you know, uh, market and you have to evolve or you're going to die. So mm. uh, we have to evolve. We have to offer these uh, different tools um, as well as even all the protocols and, and all the tools like we can certainly do Ansible for you. We can actually allow Ansible playbooks to go right through our fabric. Again, this is probably over cellular. Yeah. Over yeah. that over that fabric down to your Cisco switch, you know, and, and drop a configuration on it. Um, or you can use Ansible to configure us. Um, or maybe you already have some kind of management software in your network and you don't want yet another vendor-specific central management solution. <laughs> does that, we'll use does that APIs, a, right? I could imagine there could be a moment of incoherence there. So if the um, open gear device was configured directly by an Ansible playbook or something like that, does Lighthouse then resynchronize? 
because absolutely right and then i could also run the ansible playhouse on the ansible playbook on lighthouse so that it talks to the open gear which would actually be a more sane way of doing this i think Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I mentioned, APIs. A lot of people just say, well, can we just use APIs? And uh, every single endpoint on mm -hmm. both Lighthouse and the OpenGear appliance uh, have API points. So you can do RESTful APIs and, and, and work it that way as well. So it's just us, you know, trying to evolve mm -hmm. and trying to be a little bit more than just your panic. You know, it's that everyday monitoring. It's, you know, that first day provisioning. And yep, we're still your panic, you know time worst day scenario as well and i just want to circle back to that firewall example about using yeah. the gui um i presume then uh, uh whoever's touching that firewall is coming in through lighthouse i think we covered this earlier but i just want to confirm can i do role-based access control in lighthouse so that only presumably only the security team wants to be getting into the firewall gui great question yes absolutely full uh role-based uh, access we even have all the the you know the common Remote authentication, you know, protocols, attack acts, the Kerberos, the LDAP, you know, all that, mm -hmm. as well as SAML. So SAML is kind of a new thing that we've added to our product line. So now you can do two-factor auth, you know, with Auth0 or, you know, whatever you want there as your two-factor tool. But um, yes, and then it's complete role-based access as well as port level access. So we can auto-discover the ports. We can auto-label those ports for you. And then you can actually tag the ports and then do port tagging to create bundles or clusters of ports that are only available to your, you know, your user profile. Oh, really? So get down right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can only access the ports that, you know, you have, you need access to, not everything. This is really, it really feels to me like OpenGear's got like 20 plus years of doing this, right? And you've really, everything that your customers have thrown at you, you've probably come back with a solution for. That's what it sounds like anyway. Well, you know, that's that's us. You know, uh, my grandfather used to always say, you know, do whatever you do better than anybody else and you'll be successful. And I really feel like <laughs> when I joined OpenGear, that was what I saw. They are laser focused on out-of-band access. Right. And everything they provide on top of that is really based on that core competency, right? We're not distracted by a thousand other products or approaches to helping the networks. We're, we're focused on this. Right. And I think that's what makes us, you know, the... The leader in the market, honestly. I guess that differentiates you a lot compared to other vendors. Who, but for you, it's the whole. It's the whole thing, yeah. and and it doesn't go away. Like I said, we have you know eighty percent of the Fortune one hundreds. Everybody still wants it, <laughs> and we're just trying to still be that best you know solution for this kind of a requirement. Okay. We're coming up on Cisco Live time, and I'm pretty sure that Open Gear is going to be there. Is is there anything coming out during Cisco Live? that you want to talk about because this is going to be airing just after Cisco Live finishes. Yeah. So at Cisco Live, we're going to be announcing some of uh, what we've been doing in the garage, right? So we've been busy in the garage, mm -hmm. listening to customers, trying to figure out how we can help them. And we're going to use, you know, that, that VPN tunnel over cellular to be a true routed management fabric. So we can actually let communication between machine to machine um, work. So I, I think I mentioned this, but you can imagine being on the other side of the Lighthouse network and sending down a, a playbook to Lighthouse to be routed all the way through that VPN tunnel, all the way down to the open gear mm -hmm. appliance and out to that Cisco switch or whatever it is you're trying to, to manage a server or something. Um, so we have that machine to machine capability through our management fabric. Very simple, very easy. 
and and very convenient because let's face it, you know, we're offering you that second network or we are that network when your network is, you know, unavailable. So, so let me just dig into that because that's actually like I think there's more more going on there than I than came across. So you're saying I can run an Ansible play, I can basically get a Cisco switch and get somebody to rack and stack it, plug the cables into my open gear, and the Ansible playbook will then take it from there. It'll go Correct. into the open gear, over the ADA band. It could do a firmware update. It can connect it to the network, allocate an IP address. It can DHCP so that you've got an IP address to allocate if you want to. So you can do a TFTP or an SSH upload to the to the whatever. All of that is now doable over an Ansible playbook in using Lighthouse. Correct. And if you don't believe me, go to Cisco Live and you'll see a demo. Okay. And <laughs> We're going to demo it for you. After Cisco Live, you can go over to opengear.com slash packet pushes. That's packet dash pushes. There's a landing page there, and I'm going to make sure that they put a video of that so that you can see that demo if you think that's uh, that's something that's relevant to you. Um, and then if you need to be here to get more information, that's the place to go and visit. But Jeff, you um, have got a demo coming up that people want to see. In addition to the, you know, bootstrapping the Cisco switch by Ansible, what's the next demo that you would think people should get a look at? Yeah, it's that whole catalog approach that I mentioned where you can see everything on your network and you can access everything, you know, all the GUIs of those devices. So we're going to demo that at Cisco Live. We're going to show you how to connect to an iDRAC. Um, that's a very common use case to get mm -hmm. to those IPMI, you know, devices. Um, the, the Junipers, the Cisco's, the Palo Altos, so that whole firewall approach, uh, mm -hmm. better to get to the GUI than get to the console port. Mm -hmm. And the Aristas, all of those, you know, through our, you know, router management fabric over cellular to show how easy it is to get those IP addresses. And that's human to machine. So that's the idea that I'm a human engineer and I'm clicking. It's not necessarily that I'm using automation. This is literally, I can hit up a communication, use the I uh, use the open gear device to connect to these out of band ports and get to these devices when I need to at two o'clock in the morning because you know life is harsh. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So the other example was more of a machine to machine, right? You're sending yeah, yeah. an ASMO playbook through. Uh, in this case, it's human to machine because uh, yeah, you got to get to those devices to well, solve not problems. A, not everybody's an Ansible guru in 2023. A lot of well, us are that's just true. Still, still doing it the hard way. Well, thanks so much to Open Gear for sponsoring today's show. Um, I've always been a big fan of Open Gear and out of and but I'm a bigger fan of out of band networking. If there's one thing that has saved my um, family and and my personal life and given me time to to do things with my life, it's been an out of band network and the ability to tell the boss. It's not the network. The mean time to innocence is very important. If you can get on the out-of-band network, you can get very high levels of confidence in saying it's not the network, or importantly, it is the network, and get mean time to repair down to as short as possible. But thanks very much to Open Gear for sponsoring today's show. Remember, if you want to see those demos, go on over to opengear.com, just as it sounds, opengear.com and hit up the URL, which is packet-pushes. There's a landing page there. There's a couple of demos that we called out in today's show, and there's also a form that you can uh, fill out and then get one of the sales reps to contact you if you want to find out more about it. But you can also find Jeff Blyther on the usual things. He's over on LinkedIn, as you might think, and you can probably find him on Twitter and the socials as well. I have no doubt whatsoever. As always, thanks so much for listening to Packet Pushes, and thanks so much to our sponsors because of them. We're able to stay in business and we're able to be here to, to bring this content to you. So do support them and tell them that you heard about it on Packer Pushes. And as always, remember that too much networking would never be enough.